Hi, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation focused on youth mental health. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that all content that is found in our podcast is created for informational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard in this podcast. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get started. Hello, my name is Divya, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving. Recent research from Mental Health America states that major depression is one of the most common mental illnesses affecting 6.7% of American adults each year. That's more than 16 million American adults. They describe depression perfectly. Depression causes people to lose pleasure from daily life, can complicate other medical conditions, and can even be serious enough to lead to suicide. Depression can occur to anyone at any age and to people of any race or ethnic group. It's never a normal part of life, no matter what your age, gender, health situation, or anything else is. While the majority of individuals with depression have a full remission of the disorder with effective treatment, only about a third of those suffering from severe depression, 35%, seek treatment from a mental health professional. Too many people resist this treatment because they believe that depression isn't serious or that they can treat it themselves or that it's a personal weakness rather than a serious medical illness. Clearly, depression has a huge stigma surrounding it and is such a prevalent issue among us youth. So without further ado, let's focus on depression and how to cope with it. Today's interviewee is Lena Kalotihos, and she will share with us how she was able to cope with this mental health condition that has taken over the lives of so many teenagers today. However, before we get into that, would you like to introduce yourself, Lena? I'd love to. Um, I'm happy to be here. As you know, my name is Lena. I'm from San Francisco, but I currently reside in New York. I am a freshman at Sarah Lawrence College, currently studying psychology and visual arts. And I am more than just my depression. I like to run and I love photography. Wow. So many people know what depression is by the textbook definition. However, we know that it can be much more than just a persistent feeling of sadness for people who experience it. So I guess to start this podcast off, since the answer to this question varies from person to person, I wanted to ask you, what does depression really mean to you? Um, To me, it means a lot of different things. Um, Usually my depression is characterized by a mix of isolation and lack of motivation. This kind of pans out to be like everything in my daily life, things that usually seem normal and easy become hard. I have to put a lot of effort into brushing my teeth, into doing my schoolwork and et cetera. And because of this, it's just, that takes a lot of my energy. And I think because of the stigma surrounding depression, I sometimes encapsulate this mentality that I need to show everyone that I'm okay and I'm not struggling and I'm doing just great. Uh, So I'll put on this like emotional mask of sorts and kind of 
put myself on autopilot as I go through life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely a lot more complex than, you know, one might just think. And yeah, I think that depression is, it's definitely more complex and has definitely a lot more parts to it than just persistent sadness. But yeah, definitely depression going off of this complex idea is something that's pretty hard to recognize at first is some things that I've heard. And, you know, it may just be denial of having it or just confusion in general, especially because of what you said, the stigma around it. So before we go into, you know, the effects of mental health and how to exactly cope with it, how did you even recognize that you suffered from depression in the first place? See, I didn't even recognize. I was kind of in like this stage of denial for a very long time. Um, For about like the entirety of my freshman and sophomore year of high school, I convinced myself that I was just fine and this was normal. You know, I just, I needed to work harder and focus on my studies and that it would all turn itself around eventually. I didn't really get help until I couldn't hide it anymore, until someone noticed like, hey, like you, don't seem okay. And then that kind of launched me into a whole like treatment. Yeah, I guess like, you know, people surrounding yourself definitely have a huge impact, which is what I've heard from a lot of people. So I think, yeah, definitely having good friends and stuff is important. So I, I think like, I definitely agree with your points. Like even I'm noticing, even though it's virtual right now, that a lot of people do tend to like suppress it almost. And I feel like you know, that definitely can harm people. So people who are listening, if you guys are suppressing it, you know, maybe try reaching out to someone who you trust. All right. So um, although it may have taken some while, I'm glad you were finally able to recognize it. And I feel like, you know, I feel like the first step to getting on a better road is to recognize it and further accept that there is a problem. And even though you needed someone else's um, help for that, I think it's important that you got it. So I guess my next question is, what exactly did you do once you figured it out, once someone else told you like, oh, something may be wrong? Once I got kind of past the stage of denial, which is obviously easier said than done, I was left with one option, which was to throw myself into treatment. And that doesn't mean I enjoyed every day of it. That doesn't mean it was easy. That doesn't mean it was sunshine and rainbows. Um, Most of the time it was really hard and I didn't want to, I didn't want to be there, whether it was, I was just in like therapy twice a week or it was an intensive outpatient program, Um, whatever it may have been, I had to always put my best foot forward and always give my 100%. And that 100% of myself is going to look different at different times. And just knowing that if I can show up each day and take it day by day, that eventually I will get somewhere. I will get better. Yeah, I guess. um, Yeah, that's definitely really inspiring. And I'm I'm really glad that you were able to get launched on that treatment. So, um, you know, obviously it took some time, but after you recognized that you did have this sort of depression going on and you talk to someone about it, you got this treatment. What did you kind of do next in order to cope with this issue and, you know, kind of get started on the road to overcoming it? Because I know, you know, sometimes it's, it's never really overcome. 
So I got started by accepting help from others and being honest with myself. And that to me meant allowing myself to admit that I wasn't okay and accept that I might need other people's help. Like I can't do this all by myself, even though I really, I really want to do this by myself and I am still an independent person. And sometimes I need other people's help, whether that be talking to a friend or um, help from a professional. I couldn't do it by myself. So once I was able to accept that, I was I was really able to listen to those around me and not only listen, but kind of take it in and incorporate their advice into my own narrative. Yeah, I, I was actually studying something recently because I'm also interested in psychology. So it's awesome to see that you're studying that. It's really cool. But um, yeah, I was researching about like self-love and self-compassion. And I think what you were talking about went along the same lines of being like honest with yourself. And I think, yeah, definitely self-love, self-compassion. Those are all great things to learn or do. <laughs> yeah, as I'm sure you know, and a lot of the listeners may know as well, there is a lot of stigma around mental health disorders, quote unquote, or like, you know, depression, especially in like a place like the Silicon Valley, which is where I live, and I'm sure other places as well, where we're kind of often told that, you know, it's just being sad, or it's just a phase that you're going to get over really soon, or you don't need treatment because it's looked upon badly if you go to a psychiatrist. And I know that many people who have some kind of mental health issue, they're kind of unable to get the help that they need because, you know, they're afraid to talk to their parents about it or they don't feel like they can go to a trusted adult to talk about it. So I guess what would you say to someone who has something like depression and like, how would you tell them to approach someone to talk about it? I would say to be honest and open about your struggles because despite the stigma, it's not shameful to reach out. It's actually courageous to be vulnerable. It's really hard to admit when you're not okay, especially like in the times that we live in, especially like being from the Silicon Valley as well. Like there's just so, so much pressure put on people at such a young age that that can get in the way but it's the same thing if I if I broke my leg I wouldn't tell everyone that I'm fine and I can deal with this myself I would get the necessary help and it's the same principles that lie with not only depression but any mental illness there are people out there to help you yeah yeah I think that's that's really great advice. And I'm actually noticing this like recurring theme of honesty, whether it be with yourself or with others. So I think that's definitely something very important to note from this podcast about honesty and just showing that wherever you are. Um, so kind of adding on to the previous questions and the questions before, where you've mentioned how you got a lot of help from others and, you know, they definitely supported you along the way. Um, however, I do know that, you know, whether some people may not have someone like that, or maybe they just are scared to go to them, you know, what are some other resources that you use, whether it be going to someone for help, like you mentioned, or, you know, anything else online? And, you know, what were your experience with those resources? Yeah, I have tried out a lot of different resources. 
And I think the one thing to know is that some things may work for other people that may not work for another person. I'm a person who needs like structure and discipline in my life. So to have a little bit more of an intense form of treatment was the best route for me. Some people prefer like group settings, like group therapy. Others prefer individual therapy. It really just depends. You kind of have to feel out the water and see what works for you, which can be hard. It can be trial and error. There's some great online resources too, especially nowadays with COVID, everything is pretty much online. There's support groups like everywhere. I am in one with my local healthcare provider and I have absolutely no regrets. Even though it's online, I still feel connected to the people and it's just nice to know that I'm not alone in my own struggles. Yeah, that's really great to hear. And yeah, online resources are definitely plentiful, especially now. And yeah, I also noticed that you mentioned in a few previous questions that you were in something called the Intensive Outpatient Program. And, you know, this is just sparkling out of my curiosity, but what exactly is that and how did you like it? Um, Intensive Outpatient Program, also known as IOP, is usually characterized by, if you're in high school, which I was at the time, it's like an after-school program for People who need a little more than therapy once or twice a week. People who they're in a little bit more of a danger, whether that be from a previous suicide attempt or they have suicidal ideation or they just, they need more structure and support and discipline in their life. Um, For 12 weeks, I went four days a week after school to Children's Health Council in Palo Alto in conjunction with Stanford University. And we did something called dialectical behavioral therapy, which is essentially based around acceptance of the present and the desire to change. And I think it saved my life. Like, despite how hesitant I was to become involved with something like literally called intensive outpatient program, I think it was the best decision I've ever made. It was extremely helpful, extremely difficult, but nonetheless, extremely helpful. I mean, that sentence, like that saved my life, that really um, resonated with me, especially because I do know that not only are these places like these very badly stigmatized, especially in places where, you know, people expect you to be perfect or be happy all the time, but it's almost like normalized to have like some mental health issue or it's normalized to lose sleep or it's normalized to do things which you shouldn't be doing and that could actually damage your mental health. So um, kind of going off of that, I know that coping with depression may sound somewhat easy, but I mean, as we've learned, it's definitely not. And, you know, it's, it's fortunate that you were able to find that way to help yourself and, you know, talk to people who supported you and get the treatment you needed and deserved. So, um, yeah, these mechanisms that you said were definitely really helpful. And I hope that, you know, anyone going through similar things will have learned at least one thing that they can do to, you know, talk to someone about it or get the help that they need. So as said above, depression rates are increasing every single day. And although this podcast is literally filled with advice, so thank you, Lena, for that, just to kind of summarize it all into a few sentences, what's like some concrete advice that you would give someone who came up to you to ask, hey, what do I do when I'm suffering from something similar? 
is there any advice you can give me? Yeah, I would say progress is not linear and recovery takes time. Um, and you will not believe that until it takes more time or it's, you have a downfall after so many steps forward. Um, we're all human and we all make mistakes. I have been in treatment for three years and I'm so happy to be in college and to be here. And I'm about to start another IOP program because I still need some help. So it's, it's this balance of I'm moving forward and yet I still need some help. And one day in the future, I will be able to look back on all of this and be like, wow, that made me the person that I am today. And it was hard and it sucked sometimes. And I wanted to give up. And I think it's made me stronger than ever. Yeah, that's that's definitely really helpful. And yeah, I know um, definitely a lot of people do think that, you know, it's very fast. It's a very fast process to heal. I believe there's like some sort of saying, or maybe there's not, and I'm just making it up about how depression takes time to heal. And yeah, I definitely feel like if someone takes their time, they'll be able to reach a substantial point in their life, like you said. So yeah, I guess to all those listeners out there, remember that Although depression may seem scarier, getting over it may seem scarier, coping with it may seem scary. It and it may give you a feeling of loneliness. As Lena said, you're not alone. And there are fabulous resources out there. And I highly encourage everyone to reach out to someone or find that resource online if you are feeling a similar way or if you think you may become somewhat depressed or something like that in the future. So please reach out to someone and you know get that help and thank you and good luck to everyone. Thank you so much, Lena, for coming on and sharing your experiences. I'm sure someone walked away with something that they learned new because of you. And I think that's a really great feeling. So um, I'm Devya, and this is Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving. So see you guys next week. You are listening to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation. As part of our youth series, we will be releasing new episodes every weekend. So make sure to continue to check those out. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and thank you so much for listening.